0: Hey, everybody, this is Cam Clark, the voice of Leonardo and Rocksteady of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you are listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Check it out.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley, and I'm Jack Doherty, and I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And boy, oh, boy, we've got another one of those fantastic episodes mm-hmm. for you guys mm-hmm. this Hell week. Yeah. We got the opportunity to talk with somebody who's provided so many, so many, so many different voices from <laughs> our childhood throughout pop culture, and has done so much more past anything I'm going to list here. He was the voice of Freddie the ferret, and back at the barnyard. Jack, I don't know if you know this. He was Der Fluttermouse? Is that how you say it on the tick? Uh, the Flighter Mouse, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I recognize the voice now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Snoopy in Snoopy the Musical, He-Man and Prince Adam and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe 2002 series, Liquid Snake and Metal Gear Solid, but probably best known for being the voices of Rocksteady and Leonardo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. We welcome actor, singer, and writer cam clark to the show this week and man what a fun conversation that was Absolutely. right guys oh, it was i had such a great time i think we all did he was just so accommodating mm-hmm. and without even knowing it breeze right past <laughs> our time stamp <laughs> yes, when we were seriously. supposed to stop without even knowing <laughs> but that's just how uh a testament to how good the conversation was. That's how Candair do. And he was happy no, to no, accommodate. So big thank you to him, and I'm excited for you guys to hear our conversation. But before we get to it, we have to remind you guys to check us out on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show some support, go to our website, CandarePodcast.com. There's a merch tab. You can get t-shirts, stickers, mugs, hats. Hats. Yes, I always forget about the hats. And there's also a little orange button on there that takes you to our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month, you can support us and get a ton of content in return. There are multiple catalogs on there just waiting to be devoured by you people. And if you don't have a way to uh, support us financially, just leave us a review in your podcast player of choice, because that definitely helps too. Uh, Randy, what am I forgetting?
1: Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com. See us, see all the other great shows, and yeah, love your support.
2: Yeah, a lot of great shows on Evergreen. Probably Candare the best, but... (laughs) I would like that one most. (laughs) That's my favorite on there, but (laughs) enough goofing around. Let's just kick right over to our conversation with Cam Clark. Cam, I want to thank you so much for taking time to be on the show. Our listeners know how big of Turtle fans we are, especially... A little bit. This guy over here, but um, it's just truly an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank for being you here. for having me, guys. And it would seem that we uh, just missed you. I think you were just in Columbus, what, what less than a few weeks ago at the Fanboy yeah, Expo were, last weekend. Where were you? I had prior. We all had prior engagements. Trust me. Oh, we yeah, were Talking okay. about getting I'm over sorry, there. Sorry,
0: Cam. We had other. I had a, <laughs> I had a thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, we all had a thing that we had to do. Like, yeah, I know.
2: I, I, I guess thing. we don't have any excuse. But all the same, how was the weekend? How did it go?
0: It was great. It was great. A um, lot of people attended. I'm not blowing smoke. It was, uh, it was really good, good lines. Um, and, uh, yeah, constant flow. Oh, nice.
2: I would have to imagine you guys keep pretty good lines. I mean, it's come on. It's the well, original it's, turtles. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it, it can ebb and flow. You know, sometimes sure. there's an hour down or, you know, two or, or you know, they have a schedule till, you know, six o'clock on Sunday. But the place there's tumbleweeds, you know, everybody's already right, gone right. home. And so we usually tiptoe out. Don't tell my, don't tell the promoters. What I meant is I stayed on the bitter end. <laughs> I sweep the floors
2: wow, that's dedication right there. (laughs) Talk about some help. That's guaranteed getting an invite back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, once again, thank you for being here. And, uh, you know, we typically always start these conversations, ask, uh, asking actors, you know, how you got into the business, but you have always been in the business. You're, yeah. father was actor Robert Clark, your mom, Alice King of the King sisters. Someone's and you, done
0: their homework.
2: Yes. <laughs> and your whole family on uh, the King yeah. family show on ABC. Can you tell us a little bit about the show and uh, too, just what it's like to be a child, <laughs> uh, especially at that age growing up in the TV industry?
0: Wow. Well, it was <laughs> try real life after that. Um, you know, considering you hit the height of your career at the age of eight. You know, it's yeah. all downhill from there. Yeah, uh, mom was a famous singer and we kids would go wherever they went in this if we weren't in school or whatever. Um, and my aunt, Yvonne, my mom's sister,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: the king, she had been asked to do a fundraiser for her church up there. And they asked if she could get the King Sisters to, uh, you know, put on a benefit performance for a, a building fund. And she got this Wacky idea to why don't we bring the kids with us and do kind of a family show I mean my older siblings were already uh cuz I was like 6 years old when we started so I've been doing this wow. more than 6 years <laughs> <laughs> Um and sorry if I'm sniffling it's not cocaine it's I've been working out in the yard
2: Oh I no wish problem. it were a little cocaine <laughs> <wish it. laughs> Make for an interesting interview. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. What? Sure. What? Sure. sure, What? That was Um, coked up Cam. (laughs) (laughs) Coked up
0: Cam. Saturdays at eight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't touch that dial. Coked (laughs) up Cam. Tuesdays this fall. Uh, So my the older siblings were already the go to kids in Hollywood for doing uh, any background singing, like, um, on the movie Bye Bye Birdie, they, you know, oh, wow. were all the high school kids in that, or, uh, Frank Sinatra's High Hopes, they were the kids on that, or Doris Day, Que Sera Sera. Um, wow. So they were already, you know, doing it, but, you know, in the studio behind the mic, is <laughs> when I was talking, because as, and we will touch on this later, I'm writing the memoir of, uh, 100 years of entertainment from one man's family from vaudeville Vaudeville through ninja through ninja turtles so um she brought the uh, the kids came along and she we just put on this show and it went really well so her, her sister donna did it down here in la and then they decided then the i was raised mormon so it's a big you know crazy mormon clan and then BYU, Brigham Young University, asked us to do it uh, at their school. And we taped it, you know, just the, 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 the college film department. It's 1963, and, you know, they're there with hand you know, wow. crank cameras. <laughs> eight, eight, did I say 19? I meant
1: 1863.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> so she took this raw footage. And she knew a guy who knew a guy, I mean, she was already in the business, right? And Mm. successfully so, and they showed it to some of the suits at ABC. And they were like, wait, this is a real family. This isn't casting. There's really 40 of you. And she went, yeah. And they went, how soon can we get a pilot of this? And so we whipped together a pilot, a summer special uh, in 1964 Fan mail what like got like I think sixty thousand uh, I, I can't remember uh so much fan mail that they pushed to get us on the air in January with our uh own weekly show. The rest is history, so it was just kind of this accident, you know on a whim she went, let's bring the kids on sure, and it really hit a chord with you know um. Mid-century America, you know, we were just like apple pie and American flag and all that. Right.
2: And I was going to ask, you know, whenever, uh, like on YouTube, I've seen intros to the show or just shots on the Internet. I was going to ask, are there really that many people in your family? But truly there are. You said uh, 40?
0: In the original, well, mom is one of eight siblings. Okay. Um, So it was these eight kids plus their children. So you have eight sets of parents. That's sixteen, just for starters. Grandpa, who was like seventy-eight, this white hair, you know, look like God. <laughs> and, and you know, fifty million. We had a set of teenagers, and I was one. Of, I was like uh, the oldest of the little kids. There were six, seven of us, and about sixteen teenagers. And so it just. You know, there was something for everyone. <laughs> I guess.
2: Geez, I can't imagine having that big of a family. I can't yeah, either. It was
0: it was pretty wild, you know, um, just touring around, you know. And again, I'm I'm deep in the throes of this book I'm writing, which is going to be like a, a coffee table book kind of a thing, as opposed to just a you know, a biography and print paper, because our career is so visual. Okay. Mm. Um, and we have and and again. And I'm constructing it in a fashion, a uh, very successful uh, biographer <clears throat> named George Plimpton. I read a book he did on Truman Capote. And he said, oh, this wow. isn't going to be your normal uh, biography. I'm not in it. He constructed it uh, with the interviews he did and, I guess, other archival interviews. The whole thing is, it's, it's like, he said, imagine you're at a cocktail party and you're wandering in and out of conversations. So he has taken all these people who knew Truman and arranged them chronologically, and they just speak in first person. So my book is first person. I've taken my mother's memoirs, all the King sisters, my dad's from his 1950s, you know, campy science fiction movies, and I've woven them in first person. So it's a hundred years of memories and photography, all in first person. So I never, you know, I don't go. I don't say back in 1927 the family it's like right it's it's i was seven years old it was 1932 and blah 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 happened so the whole thing will be for a hundred years of first person that's awesome that will be very i'm really i'm really excited about it and i hope that you know the fans that are listening to this because my story will be in this i mean it, the whole, you know, the story of how my voiceover career happened, you know, from the very beginning through Turtles and beyond. So it, hopefully there'll be something for everybody within the one book. And it's going to be, like I said, a coffee table book. So it's going to be eye candy. Lots of that kind of stuff.
2: I cannot wait to read that. And I we're going to have to talk about you that more. You mean buy it. What's that? You mean buy it. Oh, yeah. Wait <laughs> well, buy of course. It. <laughs> that's how that's how you read it. I don't, I don't get anything for free in this life. know <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Well, very cool. I can't So that's wait. my
0: shameless pitch.
2: <laughs> well, you'll you'll get another chance to talk about it before we're done. I promise you. Unless unless that's all we can know about it. I don't want to keep prodding you about no, it.
0: Go, go, go for it.
2: All right. Well, before we get there, let's let's touch on the world of voiceover for you. How did you transition into voiceover?
0: Uh, quite accidentally. I was working after the King Family. I started uh, booking things on my own. Did a you know a couple of pilots and stuff and then i went on a mission for the mormon church one of those you know one of those fellas book of mormon boys and uh i came home from that i was in argentina for two years wow and i couldn't get arrested i my agent who had said yeah don't worry you know, when you come back you know we're here for you the door's always open it's like you know Hello, hey, open the door. That's always open. Said the door is unlocked, but it's not. And you know, couldn't get the guy to return my call, and I couldn't get arrested. I mean, I got agents, no problem, and they were always just flabbergasted that I wasn't. Hey, he didn't get in to read on that. Blah 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 blah. Or, oh, come on. You know, I had no trouble getting an agent, but they couldn't get me an interview for a job. Just. Hmm. Mm. Don't know what to. I don't know. Um, my brother was an associate producer at Warner Brothers in post production, and he was doing this thing I'd never heard of. And maybe you guys have had these kind of people on your show uh, looping.
2: Yes, uh, is that where? I maybe I'm incorrect about this. Is this where you go in and like add the sound effects? Uh... Add the vocal sound effects. Right. Not
0: like not like footsteps or you know. But like grunts and stuff. We do fight grunts. We do murder, you know, zombies. Uh, The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers. Oh, wow. (laughs) Or, you know, when the scene takes place in a bar and the TV is on in the background, they may have purchased the picture, but it's like a zillion dollars more to get the sound. So we have actors who watch it and do play-by-play, you know, or or say the audio has sports name, you know, uh, athletes, we don't have clearance for their names, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So we make stuff up. And again, you know, the
1: <laughs>
0: zombie stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> also, in a hotel room, we'll do, oh, yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: uh-huh, yeah. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. and canceled Uh, no we really do you know there'll be some you know sketchy motel and you hear you know some funny scene where you hear the you know the the porn coming through the principal actors going oh my god i can't get any sleep you know and pound on the wall turn that off or whatever so any kind of secondary uh human stuff even you know applause or whatever in a scene like, say, we're at the four of us are at a restaurant. We have our master shot, and then we do your close up and your close up. There's going to be a bump in sound. All of the extras, they're just
1: <laughs> right. They're not
0: talking. They're not talking. We lay that in because if I cut from our master shot to this, you know, the two shot over here and the reverse over here, it the sound would bump. Right. So all that crowd stuff be it a football game or a wedding or a rave or you know whatever uh so i started doing this and it um i met on one of these jobs my name started you know going around and uh, somebody hired somebody hired me for something outside of my brother's show uh yeah the show that he worked on was uh at this point was a show called Enus. no Enus. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a spin-off of Dukes of Hazard.
2: Oh, okay. It, yeah, it sounds so familiar.
0: It didn't it I think it was like one season or half a season. It, it 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 did not have legs. Anyway, I started doing some work over at Columbia, and there was a woman hired on this job who took a shine to me, she and her husband, and they said, Have you ever like you're kind of good at this, but have you ever thought about doing voiceovers for like you know, more than just the loopy thing, and I was like, <laughs> "No, thank you, sweetheart." But I'm going to be a movie star. <laughs> uh, and uh, this woman's name was Linda Gary, and she was the it. She was in the '70s. She was the Tress McNeil. You know, she was like before Tress McNeil, there was Linda Gary, and um, she and her husband just took me under their wings set me up with a coach um then got an agent and it was just like okay thanks i mean it was just it just was like it just fell into my lap and the become but because mm-hmm. these i don't think i would have even thought that it just didn't cross my mind you know you guys grew up where you're aware of voice overs right and my my generation you know nobody cared who voiced bullwinkle or, you know, Archie or whatever. It just, it just, it's a cartoon, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a different world when I got into the the business of, of cartoons and stuff. Had no idea what you children, what you babies were into. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I just never looked back. And it was just, but, but it was because of her. I don't know what have happened if I hadn't met her, if I would have, because it was, it was a, it was an inside, you know, inside track.
2: Right. That's incredible. I can tell you what would have happened. We would have had a, a really strange-sounding Leonardo. <laughs> yeah. We have had. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to uh, touch on a few of the voices you have provided, unless you guys had anything <laughs> first before we moved on. <laughs> um, first of which being... Uh Snoopy in 1988, Snoopy the Musical. You've done uh, your homework. I have. I always do. I always try to anyway. I'd heard you say that you know you grew up a huge Peanuts fan and how incredible this was. And I'm right there with you. I mean, I I was gonna say I grew up with peanuts too, but I guess we all did, didn't we? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not exclusive, but, but <laughs> at the same time, how uh, cool it is to uh you know having voiced Snoopy. Now Correct me if I'm wrong about this, but you know, obviously other voice actors have given Snoopy a voice, but typically it's just kind of a meh, meh, or like a reaction pretty, noise. pretty to much um, falling um, over or something. but you give him an actual voice.:
0: Yeah, they a call went out for uh, a lot of you folks have heard of uh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, the musical. Yes. Um, Pretend, pretend, nod, nod, pretend you don't, you do. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And there was another musical called Snoopy, the musical, and they wanted to uh, animate it. And so a call went out and I was like, I have so got to land this job because this is my childhood. And just like when, you know, fans will come up to my table at one of these conventions and, you know, say, Oh man, I had the backpack and the thing and the thing, the lunchbox and the blah blah blah. blah, blah. Well, that was my growing up with Charles Schultz, and all wow. those, those little kids. Those little kids were my best friends, you know. Sure, uh, Charlie Brown and Sally and Lucy and all the whole gang. And um, just the, th- the thought of doing this was like a, would would be a a full circle dream come true. Especially because I would, by this point, I'm too old to be a replacement kid, obviously, for Linus or whatever. And Snoopy doesn't talk. Well, this time he did. And then right. they put out a uh, doll like Teddy Ruxpin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Snoopy, and he talked and he had a cassette in his back and really? his mouth would move. You'd put a cassette and he had these little books and he would read to the kids. And then there was a musical series called um, something like. This is America, Charlie Brown, something like, like that. And so it had a song every week. And so I got to do that series as well. The best part was getting to work with the producer, um, Lee. Um, oh, my God, Lee, um, help me.
2: Oh, shit, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> not,
0: not, not Bill Melendez, Mendelssohn, Mendelssohn. Because he had created you know, the show. And one thing that was terrific was... If you guys are, you know, familiar with like Great Pumpkin or uh, or Child on Christmas, there's a lilt to the child actors. They're like, thank you, Charlie Brown. You've been a perfect model. If we cut the eyes like this and the mouth, I've got, it's like Rocky Horror. I have Great Pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) And they all do their lines like this. Halloween is over and I missed it. I want restitution, you know, baba, juper, juper, yeah. Well, the producer would literally stand this close to the kids and give them line readings, and he's not an actor. So, a grown up, so he's this man going, Thank you, Charlie Brown, you've been a perfect model. Now, if an adult had said that, he'd go, okay, Get the hook, right? right. But it, accidentally added a signature sound to me as a voice person a signature sound to the dialogue a musicality and it was the first time kids were used to play kids it wasn't june wow. foray and wasn't anybody doing their you know this kind of kid thing um they were real kids I my, know my that. one regret from it is uh, charles schultz was not hands-on at this point on the project why I didn't take advantage of that window to arrange a oh, meeting with my man. idol? Um, I kick myself, and you know I'm 25 years old or whatever, and you know everybody's gonna live forever, and right. nobody dies, and you know <laughs> it just it. I, I don't know why I didn't pursue it, but I didn't, and I kick myself. But still, I got to work with that production company, and it was a dream come
2: true. I am sure it was. How cool! It has such a cool story. I've never. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to some of those uh, original recordings. I never knew it was actually children. That's incredible. I don't yeah. know if I knew. I didn't not think they were. I think just because it's the... just something I typically typically never give much thought to because you're wrapped up in it. But damn, and then the nuance. Wow, the nuance that brings mm-hmm. that makes what Cam Clark is today. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a quick break to jump to commercial, but when we come back, more with Cam. Stick around.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City,
0: go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy
2: place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. So, uh, okay, let's jump over to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the 2002 series. Oh, wow. Do it one more time.
0: Well, first, yeah, they wanted to get, you know, Prince Adam and He-Man out of the same actor. And uh, I guess in uh, the other incarnations, they had two different actors. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed to say I don't, I don't, I don't know. But so the audition went out. They wanted somebody. So it was, um, I played both parts. And it was, what does he say? By the power of, what is it? By, By the, the power magic. of yeah. power. So Adam says, <laughs> By the power of Grayskull, I have the power. Ooh,
1: and nice. <laughs>
0: I need to s- slot from one, you know, smoothly from one voice as the body, you know, changes. As he goes through puberty every episode. <laughs> Every time, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's got to be hard on him. That poor guy. <laughs> Were there any nerves for you taking the reins to this character? Because this was the first series, if I'm not mistaken, that came after the original. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would imagine for the person who voiced Leonardo for the first time after you did it, was probably nervous, like, I hope I can deliver on fan expectations of what Cam has set up with this character. Was there anything like that when it came to... You're so cute. You're so sweet when you say things like that. <laughs> I'm not trying to be. You don't, you honestly don't think that's happening out there? Come on.
0: Um, I, I don't know if the guys who like did the first movie, because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this again, I'm not a fan of the genre. I mean, I loved watching cartoons as a kid, mm-hmm. um, as a young adult. I went to all the animation festivals, uh, Spike and I, do they still have them? Is it Spike and Mike? I can, anyway, these uh, animation festivals, you know, and the lines were around the block of of animation geeks, but it was more into, it, it was about the finished product. It was about, you know, like uh, Creature Comforts, Will Vinton's Creature Comforts, you know, that claymation, amazing claymation mm-hmm. stuff that, that he, re re-in- and reinvented after gumby you know took it to a whole new 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 level but it 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 what this world was it was a job it was a job so it didn't even cross my mind that i was following in somebody's footsteps it was sure like, okay they're changing guard and um yeah i'm auditioning for the next one you know i i was in a short-lived a reboot of felix the cat playing oh nice uh, playing Poindexter. And that was a hoot for me because I would run home from school to watch that, you know, after, uh, you know, after school, I run home to watch Felix, the cat. Right. Um, but there was no, like, oh my gosh, someone has already done this and can I live up to it? It was a a great job doing a cartoon and I booked it and yay for me. Yeah.
2: You did Um, a great job.
0: Well, thank you. Thanks. Um, However, subsequently, as the younger kids have moved into doing this, they do come from the your world where voices I guess you could say voices to your generation who want to do this it's like being a movie star, whereas yeah. most of the people that I know that do voiceovers in my generation stepped in it back, you know backed into it, you know, slipped on a banana peel and fell into voiceovers. It was not, it's not a thing you aspired to. It was like a thing you discovered on your way to somewhere else. And you went, well, I'm just gonna hang out here. You know, let the bus go without me. I'm gonna stay here. I, I have met subsequent actors, uh, voice actors, you know, much younger than, than I, who were like, you're a legend. You're, yeah. hey, you're. I met, and when I first met, again, I'm horrible with names.
1: <laughs> that makes four of us right. yeah
0: he's like the biggest game voice give me some names of the biggest all
2: i can think younger of than, is
0: younger than i maybe i don't know how old y'all are but um i'm thinking of he's, charles he's, martin
2: martin a from mario no. that's all that's come to mind yeah. that's yeah, well, really I,
0: maybe it's maybe it's just as well that i don't remember his name <laughs> but i saw him in the lobby uh, at an audition and he says you're you're cam clark right and i went yeah yeah i am and he goes, "Oh my God, I it's such an honor to meet you. Um, you know, I just hope that one day I can have the career that you had." Oh, oh.
2: what the <laughs> hell!
0: So and, you're done? And I, and, I, and I went, check my pulse. You know, and, <laughs> um, I went. I kind of think I'm sure I'm kind of here. Yeah. And of course, he was mortified. You know, it was like, no, I didn't mean that. I meant what I meant was, you know. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, it was too late. It was at like it, oh, was, yeah. it was like it was like all about Eve. You know, it was just like, "Why, Cam? I was just trying on your voice." <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's. Um jump over to Leonardo and Rocksteady then. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, bravo, by the way. Thank you for being such a big part of our childhood. Mm. <laughs> and the turtles. If you could see what's off screen here, you would see the turtles are still very much a big part of my life. <laughs> Yay. But um, one question I try to ask uh, all of you people who did voices on that show is what was the first impression of the turtles when you were given the script mm. or the the description of the show four upright humanoid turtles that are fighting an outer space brain in a ninja samurai.
0: (laughs) It's an audition like all the rest, you know, I'm, I'm working a cartoon. So what's so weird about it? Nothing and everything. It's like, okay, these are, you know, turtles who are now Kung Fu fighters. Okay. You know, does it pay? Um, (laughs) if I'm busting anybody's fantasy bubbles about uh, things, but, you know, things that I thought were really cool didn't catch on and things that are goofy. I went, oh, well, obviously I don't know what works, you sure. know, but it was, you know, you got to, you, you got to remember, and it was such a golden era to be, I've been a part of this 1980s, 1990s to early 2000s. Yeah. There were these many of us in the business that did most of the work. So it was, I don't want to say it was a factory. But if you've ever seen any old, if any of you are done your, you know, your film history, silent movies used to, they'd be like, they're like be curtains. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? And if I've even seen footage, like literally old vintage footage where this camera dollies across all these vignettes. And because they're silent, you know, in, in, in this little stall, they're doing a Western. And over here, they're doing a scary picture. And over here, they're doing a love scene. And there's cameras going, you know, in each of these things, and they're cranking them out. It's a factory.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, every day I was auditioning for this or that or the other, and I booked this one, and I didn't book that one, and I got the job for this and not for that. So n- nothing sounded weird, nothing sounded hmm. outlandish, or well, this is never going to go. I didn't. Think <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that far through it. It was like. Oh, oh fun. Okay. Let's try that. You know, it's almost like you're playing improvisation games and you go, okay, Cam, you are an elephant with an umbrella <laughs> on one roller skate, um, you know, with a cucumber up his nose. And it's like, okay, all right. Um let me see. Let me give me a second, give me a second. You know, it's just like that. It just
2: just comes out, just happens. It's
0: just what I did. It's, you know.
2: It's what you do, not did, remember. Yes, yes. thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also, and perhaps some, even the guys in my generation would speak of it differently, but remember, I've been a successful performer since I was six. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So this, I just went from, I mean, even though I said earlier that I I couldn't get arrested, you know, this, the voiceover thing came, like, within a year and a half of my being home from Argentina. And so it's not like I was, you know, out on the street, sleeping, you know, with my, or having my last cup of coffee going, I have to move back to Nebraska. I'm throwing in the towel. So it was just the next thing. Right. You know, and even we kids in the King family, my my family, we, as we're writing this book, and because I'm not just doing, I'm not the only one writing, I've asked the other family members, my cousins to also submit stuff. So it's multiple authors multiple authors. And the common thread is we took so much for granted because it's what we did. Right. You know, we were kids and our moms were famous. And, you know, I, I, Liza Minnelli, I heard an interview where she says, well, to me, she was just mama. And so it's like, if Liza Minnelli can think of Judy Garland as just mama, um, I'm not out of line to go they were just my mom's i mean right right. and likewise i went from one television show to the next television show and that's not working out anymore but hey here's this thing called voiceovers and oh that's working out and so just you know you know just galloping through right and yet still in those early days like i said i didn't take advantage to meet charles schultz it was all in a day's work, and but we, you're, when you're 25 or whatever, and if you are indeed successful, there's not—at least for me—there wasn't a. I can't believe I'm doing this cartoon show. <laughs> i need to tell my family. You know, that's how I would be. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's what I do. It's what yeah. I, it's what I've done since I was six. So it's just business as usual. More. It's just more.
2: So would it be uh, fair to say that was the same kind of reaction than when the turtles blew up, like Turtle Mania took the world by storm? Was it, you know, I mean, those turtles are like cartoon beetles. You know what I mean? Like, were were you still in that same kind of mindset or how was that for you?
0: There was no, I can't believe we're, you know, but also remember we're voiceover, so there's no recognition right Uh, it's not like you walk on the street and some you know people are snapping your picture or whatever and for me and again i'd started in looping remember so i'm just hoping the show that i'm on gets picked up for another season right Uh, the first shows and i contract the loop oh i shouldn't say that because i don't want anybody to reach out to me Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i i i did like for a couple of my first shows that i did were touched by an angel and oh wow and Walker, Texas Ranger. Were two oh sh-
2: boy! Shit! Now you, now you Uh-oh. got me. Really? <laughs> the oh, original? I'm a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Um, but you see, I... <laughs> well, any time they roll down the stairs
0: having one of those cowboy fights, <clears throat> that's Cam. That's Cam. Oh! <laughs> and oh, I. And to digress, I'm doing some transfers for my book. This is going to pop. Sorry, y'all. It's going to pop up through all the whole interview.
2: That's fine. That's no, fine. Please, um, please.
0: The guy at, at, at Photochem, where I'm doing some transfers from, I've got some footage that I want to do some screen grabs for the, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was an extra, because uh, he said, so what did you do before this? Uh, he happened to have a line in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. And he said, but it didn't sound like me. I said, can you pull it up? Because he apparently, I mean, he had said he has it or he has, a, he has the clip, he watched it once and got the clip of himself being right. the guard in jail. You know, he was the jail guard guy. And I can't remember what he says, but like, yeah. You want to call to your lawyer, you better wait. You know, whatever, something just innocuous. And I went, play it again. Play it one more time. Yeah, that would be me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, before you know runaway production um people and people started doing films or tv shows on location they do local talent and more often than not they Mm. they weren't very good and so much of my work was improving on performances voice replacement i see and you um,
2: stole
1: people's thunder. No.
0: <laughs> or, or they, yeah, no, trust me. They got grandma and all the neighborhood kids, you know, pulling in sitting by the TV to watch their, you know, their one scene where they have three lines and they yeah. either, they're, they're either going, that's not me. Or they're going, damn, I sound good. Yeah, <laughs> I sound so much different I, on microphone. I sound good on microphone. Um.
2: So uh,
0: I don't know where we got on that tangent. What was your, What was the question? Uh,
2: uh, that just stemmed off asking if uh, you were having a similar reaction like business as oh, usual oh, to sorry. the turtle yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on two hit show. I'm on
0: Touched by an Angel, Walker, Texas Ranger. And uh, I'm just hoping we get picked up for the next season. It's not, I'm not on camera. I'm not the star of a TV show. And I'd be lying if I said that even though I was playing the lead in these cartoons, that it still kind of felt like not background, but um, I'm not on camera. I'm not right. with an audience. I'm Didn't not on stage. Uh, and I just hoped, oh, it's doing well. The Turtles is doing well. Oh, we're going to do a pickup. Oh, we're going we're gonna to be stripped, do five shows a week. Awesome. I can pay my mortgage. Great. Am I, am I just bursting everybody's bubbles? No, the, no, no not, not, at all. All. not at all. Put it out there like that. Um, so <laughs> I was just glad when a show got a pickup. Sure there uh, sure, there were shows that I had more fun doing than others, and I was like, "Oh, we got a can, oh okay, bummer, but um I loved I've loved what I do, and I've worked with some really fun people, but it's never been heady Does
2: that right makes sense makes perfect yeah. sense, like you said, especially someone like you who's been in the business since as long as you can remember I mean it makes total sense,
0: yeah, I remember one time and this old chestnut you know it's only there's only so many old stories and there's only so many ways i can spin the same story <laughs> um, after knowing it was you know a success i was at the movies and saw this little kid you have probably heard this one little kid with his turtle hat and turtle doll and t-shirt whatever whatever and he's got an ice cream and i'm thinking i say to my friends hang on a sec guys go ahead i'm gonna give this kid a thrill and i go up to him and i go hey and i lean down you know hey so uh you're a ninja turtle fan and he's like yeah he's licking his ice cream and i said well guess what he goes yeah what he goes i said i'm leonardo and he goes "Uh uh-huh and i'm donatello (laughs) <laughs> and I'm stuck there leaning down and his parents are probably going who's the perv get away
1: from yeah. my kid. you
0: know who's Can trying to steal my babies? kid's ice cream <laughs> right. you know and I went oh 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 okay yeah duh this isn't Cam this is right. Leonardo um, and when it did start to get successful and again I just keep hearkening, hearkening hearkening back to I've already done the fame thing I've been doing the famous thing right because I was a kid. So that's not new. Um, But people would want to show me off to their kids. Like when you guys were little, and I would go, they're not gonna get it. It's just gonna freak them out. Do you have two lines to your phone lines in your house? Let me call from the office line. (laughs) And that they can get. So I said, look, 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 leave your kids, you know, let them ah." when's their birthday, I'll give them a birthday call. And that works. That sure. works. Yeah, but to go, hi little Susie, I'm Leonardo. It's like, Mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of uh remember when Larry Kenny was on the show, mm-hmm. he had told a story about going to a Toys R Us yep. to find uh, the yeah, Lion uh, figure. Yeah. And there were a few kids standing there, and he said, You know, I'm Lionel. And they're like, You don't sound anything like Liono. Like just tore him down to his last thread. <laughs> yep yep um one more uh, quick turtle question for you here before we move on uh we had uh, townsend coleman on when was that it's been three four years long ago long time ago no. and one of the point of conversation was the he audition- was younger
0: then yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> one of the point of conversation was uh, the audition process for turtles and um i know that you and townsend were both auditioning for both michelangelo and Leo. we all
0: auditioned for all the parts oh
2: you did yeah, I mean, I didn't it's, know, I didn't you know these that. are four mm-hmm.
0: teenagers. So and go. This one's a brain. This one's a wisecracker. You know, this one's a hero, and this one's a surfer. You know, so and go.
2: Well, I was going to uh, ask. Townsend did a. He did his Leonardo for us. What yeah. did he say? Do you remember? We've got to do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there a? That's way? my line. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the
0: conventions and. And, you know, people inevitably say, what's your favorite line? You know, and Donatello, everybody says whatever the thing is. And for some reason, this becomes a (laughs) giggle fest for the four of us because of the history of how I am Leonardo, which maybe I should share that first, as Townie probably said. They literally tossed a coin between Leonardo and Michelangelo. He told wow. you that, yeah? I, Did I don't remember, I don't that. remember yeah. that detail, yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah. They they knew Rob was to be this and Barry was to be that. And we knew we wanted Townie and Cam, but it's just, uh. So let's just flip a coin and then after the first first run through, we'll switch and see who we like. So, tails, ah, fuck, heads. So Townie's Michelangelo and I'm Leonardo. We do the first, you know, read. And, we, and I'm like, because I wanted to be Michelangelo, Leonardo Boreen. He's a <laughs> leader. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, okay, we're going to switch now and try. The, and they're like, no, we're good. We're good. They're fine. Okay, everybody at the back, I go, no, no, no. We're supposed to switch. We're supposed to switch. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're just going to leave. And it was literally almost like parent, you're, no, you're tugging on your dad's shirt, going, dad. They're going, honey, no, we're good. We're fine. We're fine here. We're fine here. Right. And it was almost like it was just, Cross off the list. No, this this will do. This is almost as if we're interchangeable, which is a compliment. You know, I mean, we kind of sort of are. You know, whatever. And I was just so disappointed to be Leo because he's the straight man. Pardon the expression. (laughs) And (laughs) early on, I was so jealous of all these three other monkeys doing loop de loops around me and being their goofy selves that. I started to try and do more of a, uh, lampoon on superhero since he was the straight, you know, since he was the, we got to think of something fast. Um, wow. you know, really? And so that's, that's the giggle fest is that I didn't want to be a be Leonardo. So whenever we we're at conventions, the boys start to giggle because I know that question is coming. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, <and> <laughs> oh, Leonardo, what was your favorite line? I don't, we gotta think of something fast. <laughs> <laughs> because I and I so I started trying to make him give him more bravado and stuff. And the director on a break calls me out in the hall and goes, What are you doing? And well, I'm just, you know, making Leo kind of like zany like the others. And she goes, Well, don't. I went, Well, yeah, don't no. Oh. He's the leader. Okay, just mm. be the leader. So I had to change the mindset to go, okay, I'm a straight man. And that's okay, be the earnest guy, you know, just find your pace, find, find your center and let that go. Right. I mean, I did two other series where I got to use my surfer, my, my Michelangelo voice. So it's not like that voice hasn't been My doing surfer wasn't employed by me in other, other shows. I, uh, Played two characters on one of my first shows was Denver, The Last Dinosaur. Oh, oh shit, man. I remember that show. And I played uh, Shades, who is a surfer dude, you know, who's just like this. Denver, what's your problem? And then I also played Mar. No, no, I'm sorry. Shades. Chase is the Latino kid. I played that, you know, East L.A. guy. This is before you had to, like, be politically correct and all that. You mm. know? <laughs> you
1: know?
0: So I did this guy, and I also did this guy. And I, got, I just kind of figured Michelangelo was rightfully mine because guess who's a local here? Guess who's a surf kid? Guess who's from, <laughs> LA? guess who's from the valley? right. Me, not you corn boy from Pete,
1: <laughs> Ohio,
0: not not the Jewish kid from New York or wherever Barry's from or Rob, who's like from Chicago or, where, you know, I don't even know They're these Midwest, you know, farmland <laughs> people. I mean, because we were talking like this already, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we were You're doing it before. We're like, cool. you know, we're ground zero. So, you know, it's like, because I, I, I was employing this voice long before anybody else was doing it because it's like the kids sitting next to me in school were ground zero, you know? Oh. And, and then I also used it in a very short, two seasons, I think it was, an animated version of the Attack, uh, attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yes. And Liars
2: no not at all we <laughs> definitely remember it that comes show. up
0: at least what like yeah. once every
1: 50 episodes
2: and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes up quite yeah. a bit yeah not well long.
0: igor they made him a surf dude right so yes master you know whatever that was you know
2: sorry master and so that's that's a taste <laughs> of what your mikey would have sounded like right there possibly yeah. so
0: my mikey would have you know he'd been here so it's pretty much kind of the same thing but it's but the, the timber's a little lighter Mm-hmm. No, because tony's kind of you know down here and mine was kind of giving more you know like right up here kind of thing you know which is what i did for shades uh, right or mario whichever whichever it was
2: it's more uh, of a free spirit surfer man. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it's I a little it. more hippie maybe it's a little more hippy dippy you know
2: yeah that's yeah
0: been a little more airy fairy
2: <laughs> we should have gotten Rob Doreen some Donatello lines when he was on. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. How cool, though.
0: Howdy and I were already friends. We had met as, did you tell you where we met? No. Mm-mm. We were contestants on Super Password Game Show. We met in the talent pool um, beyond the show. And we just were like, what? And we just hit it off. And from that day before, he says we met before that at an audition. I don't I don't recall because I don't remember first impressions. <laughs> um, and, but we became friends and I don't, it wasn't even about work. It was like we met on, and we both failed miserably on this game show. I think we both, We're given parting gifts of a Mr. Coffee maker and (laughs) your supply of pantyhose or something.
2: That was very valuable back in the day, Mr. Coffee Machine, right? Yeah. We're going to take a quick break to jump to commercial, but when we come back, more with Cam. Stick around.
1: Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school?
0: So having done so many voice, uh, so much voice work for American animation, video games, as well as dubbing uh, Japanese anime, is there one medium that you find is harder than the
1: other that you're more comfortable in or?
0: Um, Well, dubbing, you know, is a craft and it's not easy. It's a, it's a, it's an, it's a craft and it requires craftsmen. Sure. You know, um, it's a whole different animal and it pays the worst and should pay the most because it's hard it's hard well and especially nowadays dubbing is so easy and also they can stretch and they, you know the computer can take care of, care of myriad of problems um but when we started you like a gecko you had to be able to separate your eyeballs because <laughs> one eye is watching the lips in robotech mm-hmm. and one eye is watching the count the 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 counter, you know, with the seconds the right. The, mm-hmm. the, what am I saying? What am I trying to say? The, uh, the, the clock, time, the time code, yeah. the time code to know that it's one hour, 13 minutes and 22 seconds. You know, it's down to a tenths of seconds that you're supposed to come in. And now there's a, what they call a ribbon or a band that runs across the bottom of the screen. And there's a line. And when the word crosses it, which is like either in a, some kind of typeface when it crosses, that's when you speak. Wow, so, that would be difficult. Yeah. It's like totally different. Man. It's totally different, you know. Wow. And back because we also started with tape, you know, reel to reel. You know, you do auditions and jobs where it's like,
2: oh man, you wow. know, get
0: the razor blade out and you know, that tape, kind of tape,
2: thing. The, yeah, tape the tape together in different spots. Cuts. Yeah,
0: you couldn't. Wow. You you literally we would talk about razor room. Um, do you have razor room? In, which is an expression. I think. I mean, I still use it. Um, I think old guard still uses it. Meaning, they would literally, if they needed to shave off, you know, whatever tenth of a second in the commercial or something, is there was a razor room in there? And they'd go, take their razor, and they go, yes, got, and they cut out that little piece because wow. I took a breath. But it was literally done with razor blades.
2: That is incredible. Every audition was done
0: with razor blades. and you know, wow. I had also read that you uh, had a lot of coaching from Michael Bell early on. He was one of my first coaches and he was terrific because he was a a no bullshit guy. Sure. Um, He would say, say so if what you're doing was not what he thought was right, you know, Uh, which is one reason why I don't, I've been asked many times to coach and I have a couple of times been a guest, you know, lecture thing. I do not have the patience for people who shouldn't be in the business. Mm. You know, my friends say I do a really good Donald Duck, so So, (laughs) good for you know, Lord in heaven, help me, mother. And and I just could care less about you wanting to do it. I, I really don't, I really don't care. If you're good, man, I'm all over you. But you know, it's Hollywood. Right. Most of these kids, most or are, are grown-ups. So I, my kids are grown, and I'm gonna now, you know, you know, do voiceovers. They're, you know, mm. but Michael Bell, I, he'd give us an audition, and you know, piece of, you know, thing to rehearse with, and I would do, it and he'd stand there and like have his hand on my shoulder, like standing right there, and I, you know, and he'd go, nope, do it again. It's just a, nope, nope, you know, just it was sure. like that, which is how I would do it. Right. And the couple of times that I have, I say that up front, but I, I still um, try to be nice, which is so not like me, <laughs> you know. But I'm also not the guy who's going to go, okay, um, uh, good, yeah, that's great. Um, how about that? No, I will go. Um, I don't think that's a fit for you.
2: Yeah, which is how it should be. Because Why if I don't time? tell you, yeah,
0: yeah, but you know, people want people's money and you know well then don't call me because you know i'm not i'm not your guy i would love if there was such thing as master classes or something but then again there are classes where they bump people up to quote master level and you're going seriously seriously Mm -hmm. right you know it's just you you got four extra seats in this class and you know, I'm not saying everybody's like that. So if anybody's listening to this who teaches that's I'm not talking about
1: everybody. <laughs> um,
0: but I'm just, I'm old and cranky. And again, I've been doing it since I was six. Right. So um did I mention I've been doing this since I was six? Have I said that? I think I brought it
2: up before you did, <laughs> <Yeah>. actually.
0: <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and part of that article that I was reading about Michael Bell teaching you, he had said that, uh, you know, never commit to a, a voice role that you can't sustain. So yes. I was just curious if you would ever turn down a part that you really wanted because you couldn't sustain a voice. Uh, no, no, because I did not would not have auditioned with okay. it. You know, mm-hmm. if there's a certain growly thing, um, I'm not going to I don't, I don't I'm even want the conversation. So yeah. and I don't and I've been blessed, fortunate, whatever word you want to use, enough that I don't need to be desperate if sure. I'm not. If I don't think I'm right. And again, with this group that we used to be, there was this brotherhood, sisterhood thing where it was like, "Hey, Cam, there's this thing I read on, and I it just wasn't me, but you need to. If, did you read on it yet? Because you, I, th- I thought of you, and you know, you, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and so we kind of." you know, looked out, there was a, cause there was enough for our tribe. Right,
1: right. Uh,
0: our secret society. And so there right. was, there was helping and sharing. go. <laughs>
1: <And then, laughs> oh. <and> I cry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or not. Uh, one thing I want to touch on uh, before we let you go is your one man show, Stop Me If I Told You This, which oh, is all about wow. finding your identity while being raised in and around Hollywood, with the Mormon upbringing, and I have to say the show was excellent. Oh, you watched it? Oh, I you did. did.
0: Your homework.
2: I, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> again, I try to be thorough, but it was so very good with some uh, thank you. some really hard hitting spots, and you really, really open yourself up to your audience in that. And I just I'm curious uh, if you could tell the listeners, maybe us, a little bit more about it and what it was that inspired you to, uh, you know, put your life in this show.
0: Um I've found that I was a good storyteller.
2: If, I, I mean, would at say dinner, so.
0: At, at, at a dinner party just you know someone ask a question and I would see people lean in when I would talk and and it just I'm also a doer. Um I have a uh, a bucket list and I have completed it. You know I am HIV positive and I turned positive back in the day when nobody lived. Right everybody died. And so the blessing there was you got today and that's it. And I have lived, used my career. And again, I've had, I got the money. I can produce my one man show. You know, it's right. not like I have to look for a backer. I can, I can do this, but I, 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 what's the chicken and what's the egg? Would I have been that doer guy? I mean, I was a do, I, I was a doer. But a lot of the stuff, my bucket list stuff, it was like because you may not be here tomorrow, right? And um, so doing the one man show was like, I thought I had some terrific stories. I would and, agree. Uh, the disappointment was that the show didn't have legs. To be you know real honest, I we tried to we had a great sizzle reel, of, you know, fan reactions and clips and all that. And not a nibble, you know. We sent it out to theaters around the country, and just not, not, not even a no thank you. So that that hurt my heart when you you have a baby like this, which where you do put sure. your everything out there. Audiences here were great, sold out, you know, blah blah blah. But it did not have legs like I had hoped because I had already worked out my 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 Tony speech for when I got to Broadway, you know. Um, <laughs> But I'm proud I'm proud of it, and it's online. If anybody wants to check it out, stop me if I told you this is on my website, camclarkvoices.com. And I'm really proud of it.
2: Yes, you so should thank be. Thank you for,
0: for, for mentioning it.
2: No problem. I'm glad it's up there for uh, people to watch. It was very entertaining and, uh, again, Thanks. very uh, hard-hitting at points. So... Uh, Uh, Will there ever be a chance of this being done live again, or was that just... uh...
0: Someone's going to have to knock at my door or go online and watch and go, Hi, I run a theater in Chicago, you know. Right. um, I'm not going to put it up there. I mean, everyone I know has seen
1: it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I encourage people to check it out because it's it's really, really good. And then, you know, at the top of the episode, you talk about this memoir coffee table book you're working on. Do we have a title for this? Do we have a release date? Anything like that?
0: Well, I want it for uh, before the holidays this year. So I'm thinking like September-ish, October, right in there. It's, um, it's called Now They're All Here, which was a line that... The one line my grandma had, only line she had on any of our shows. And it was a Thanksgiving special. And my little cousin Adam uh, runs up. And uh, actually, give me one second. Sure. sure. Yeah. Stop roll. Stop roll. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I have. I'm just going to read you the title. But, uh,
2: oh, wonderful. Thank you
0: if you don't if you do, if you don't mind not please, at all please. very curious to hear it the title of this book comes from the one and only line our grandma pearl ever had on the show you'll hear it just after the opening number of our 1967 thanksgiving special in this scene a 7-year-old adam comes sprinting across the dusty road that leads to an old victorian home he scrambles up the front porch after everyone else has arrived and without breaking his stride gives grandma a quick peck on the cheek. Rushing past her, he disappears inside the house to begin what is sure to be a wonderful, magical Thanksgiving day. Cue grandma. Now they're all here, she proclaims, as the sound of music swells in the background. Fifty years on. Ha! Sorry! Ha! Ha! Fifty years on. When the last of any of us arrives just about anywhere, someone announces the same, signaling the beginning of what hopes to be a delightful gathering. There are other catchphrases gathered along the way, scripted or improvised, that hold special meaning, which I'll share with you as we go. But for now, this will get you started, because now that you are here, we are indeed all here. See how I did that.
2: Wow. That's awesome. oh, yeah. Thank you for doing that.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to get, you know. No, no. I
2: no, I love that. Wow. Oh, I want it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so don't post this interview till like, late August. Oh, I can't do that.
2: <laughs> well, when and that does come out, we'd love to have you back on to talk about absolutely. it more, promote it and Guys, stuff. Guys, I would,
0: I would love to. I would love to. That would and be I fantastic. W- I, 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 the comic-con circuit i just want to touch upon that what and rob begged me put a gun to my head to do my first convention because i didn't want to do it it has been such a blessing to do these um because i get to be with my old pals sure you know and you know you asked about fame and Oh my God, you're, I'm, I'm on the show. Da, da, da. There is a gratitude that comes when you get to be my age, but rarely do you get to revisit why you are where you are. Without this weird thing, Comic Cons that are just like, whatever, you guys, people your age, come up and they say, You were my childhood and you helped me get through this rough thing. And or my favorite thing was when this and da, 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 da. so we're getting these accolades that because we're voiceovers, we never had a roaring crowd. There right. was no standing ovations or encores and stamping feet or whatever. So we had this double wonderful thing of getting to hang out with each other and also meet you guys. And a couple of years ago, Honda did a Christmas commercial using the original Turtles. Uh, they were putting out their their late whatever year it was the new model of whatever car, and they and we they hired us to use our turtle voices and they've animated or like claymated I don't know what the word is they had the real action figures that you guys had the original action okay. figures mm-hmm. and they're they're bouncing around the car and doing cartwheels and the, you know around inside the car, and you know our lines are like, remember when you got us for Christmas and then you lost us at camp. Well, you can get that feeling again with, and we sat there in the studio and this had been, this commercial was the first time we were all in the studio together in what? 30 years, 20, whatever it is, whatever it was. And we're going, the people on Madison Avenue grew up with us. And they decided that what feeling could better sell our car than that Christmas morning that we got when we got our Ninja turtle dolls or your birthday, whatever, whatever, so that's humbling. That get back to a couple of your first questions. Right. It's because we've got this after the fact opportunity for you guys who are full on grown ups, yeah. to to tell us about it. Whereas if it were if I'd had a sitcom, you know, if i had been a generation earlier and you had a sitcom, you never talked to fans. There was no place to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a, a real treat.
2: Well, we're glad you came into the convention circuit and certainly glad that we get to sit here and have such an amazing conversation with Ham Clark. Thank you so much, man, for (laughs) taking time to do this. Let me go. I just
0: went on for days. Maybe I am on coke and you just don't know it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's how we'll promote the uh, episode. Oh, yeah, we're sure. Might be on Coke, might not. We're sure to get some clicks, aren't we? And that will be the cover art of the episode.
0: (laughs) Call me Shrugger. Yeah, Shrugger's going to be on our show to promote his book this September. Hey, Shrugger, how's it going?
2: Falls straight to the table.
0: See, look, no Coke.
2: Ah, see, All okay, we believe, we didn't <laughs> think there was any there. I promise, but or is there? <laughs> <laughs> we will cut you loose, sir. Yep. But thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for being so generous with your time.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for and
2: thanks for doing your homework. Hey, no problem. It was a lot of fun. It was. I always love learning about uh, people we have on the show, and I'm excited to get you back on to talk about the book. It sounds really cool. I,
0: I will be there. I wonder. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Where are you guys coming where are you coming from? Where are you? Where are uh, in we're Columbus? In Columbus. Oh, Columbus. Oh, so so you weren't joking around when you said we just missed you. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah we're yeah. serious. No, <laughs> no, we were looking oh at
2: uh going to that uh, convention but we didn't get our press passes in time so we didn't uh, uh, get to go. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, well Bye. Sorry. Bye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. We're not putting blame yeah. on you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had nothing to do with that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Would, just because Leonardo is the leader doesn't mean he is in charge of press passes. They
2: were like, Cam Clark said no to you guys. <laughs> we were going to say yes, yeah. but he, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> he was wiping his nose a lot, too, when he did. <laughs> <laughs> That note.
0: That's all right. On that note, note here's my. So I should have done my Galangal for your podcast. You call. did. Here's canned heat. I mean, canned air. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh I see. Oh, for
0: the <laughs> All right. Oh, bye, kids. Bye, Thank, bye so Thank you so
2: much. Bye. All right, and there it was. Our conversation with Cam Clark. Hi, man. I had so much fun. That was a blast. It Definitely was a blast. truly a blast, and really wants you guys to uh, go to his website camclark.com i think he had said camclarkvoices.com uh, i think that's what he said yeah i'll have to look into that url because i've been going to camclark.com maybe there's two different uh, websites and i just wasn't aware of one hmm. but uh, i know that on camclark.com you can check out you can watch the full show we were talking about stop me if i told you this and, uh, you know, you can also check out, he has albums out. We, you know, we talked about so much. We didn't yeah. even get to scratch the surface. He'll of be back. So he'll yeah, be he'll back. Be, yeah. yeah, he'll be back. But albums on there, some of the music he's recorded, and uh, more credits that you may not be aware of. All kinds of stuff going on over there. So, again, check out camclark.com. And that's Clark with an E. And you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at camclarkvoices. Maybe that's what he was thinking of. I don't know. Mm, that might have been, Yeah. But, uh, or maybe I'm just clear wrong. I mean, I, I feel like he would know his website better than me. I just know which one I've been going to. Right. Um, but all right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to candairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, subscribe, follow, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Cand underscore air. And once again, if you want to show us some support, that website Jack was just talking about, cannedairpodcast.com has a little orange button that'll take you right over to our Patreon page, where for 5 to $10 a month get you access to a ton, ton, hours of extra content <laughs> that you've never heard or seen, and our merch tab where you can get t-shirts, mugs, hats, stickers, etc., etc.,
0: and don't forget to find us on evergreenpodcast.com. Check us out. Check all the other shows out. And mm-hmm. no matter how you're listening, you know, if you could just give us a rating or a review, just any feedback, you know, we'd love to hear it. It helps us out, you know.
2: Yeah. Not, not so much our sensitive spirits, but it, <laughs> it actually helps the show get exposure. So, yes, good thing to mention. And, yeah, evergreenpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Again, I think we're probably the bestest, all-timest, greatest shows on there, right? No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt we kid noises. we <laughs> kid we're, we're not that arrogant not that arrogant a lot of other good shows on there that get way more downloads than we do Oh uh, yeah. what? that arrogant oh <laughs> okay well, speak for yourself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode again wanna thank Cam Clark for coming on and uh, until next time I am Jeremy Collie.
1: I am Jack Doherty and I am Randy Hardenbrook
2: thanks so much for listening everyone and be excellent to each other It'll only make things worse. But remember, you never want to approach Ow. a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. Hey. And knowing is half the battle.
1: GI Joe.
2: Alright, I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode. So uh All right, that, that, God damn it. Are we rusty? A little bit. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Fuck. This has been a Canned Air production.